This podcast is brought to you by Anchor. Are you thinking about doing your own podcast, but you don't know how? Well, have you heard about Anchor? It's actually the platform that I'm hosting through this right now. And yes, it's free. Not only is it free, it's super easy to use. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And you can even add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so much more. It's really that easy. And guess what? You can actually make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. That's a big deal. So it's really everything you need in one place to make an amazing podcast. All you have to do is download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. And as soon as I open the closet, there's a little meth head pointing the Colt 45 right at me and fired it. And it hit him in the chest. Boom. He said he got knocked over. (laughs) fucking skedaddled out the window and just ran into the woods just fucking disappeared and this guy survived it and I'm just like he had a bulletproof vest yeah he he had all this tactical gear and everything second amendment right <laughs> holy shit I said in five four three two one what's up everybody welcome to another episode of the genius brain podcast what's up? we have another episode with of course Ed Park also known Ed Park VP here in the house. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, this is a podcast about literally anything and everything. We're just here to kind of keep you company about your day. I'm a former stripper and also <laughs> a belly dancer, if you guys don't know. <laughs> if you're only watching this on video, you clearly know I'm lying. But, <laughs> but I was, we were just talking, uh, uh, talking to Ed about how I, I sent him this link, or I might not send him the link, but it's, it's there's just one um, Korean series where... It's it's a thriller, right. and the thriller series is about uh, this family who is going through hard times, and they get accepted into this church, right? Okay. So in Korea, there are these extreme forms of Christianity that are cultish, yeah. extreme cultish. You'll see these people out on the streets trying to recruit people all the time, and that's what this whole thriller series is about. Uh-huh. So this family, um, you see them driving like in the dark and in the rain. And basically, not to spoil it, they they get to the point where they go to the area with this. It's called Kuzhewan uh, or something like that, or something. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the exact name right now. I watched it a while ago. It's called Kuzhewan, which is the area or the church area or the church camp. Right. And so they they meet these people, and you could tell that they're they're very friendly, very nice. And uh, but the head leader, he kind of looks like cultish, right? He's a Korean <laughs> guy with blonde hair, okay, right, wearing a white suit, yeah, you know. And he's saying that he's like the Messiah, like he's like the chosen one. But these people are basically going to this, and they're like, "Oh, these people are really nice. Like they're giving us a place to live. Like your father doesn't have any work. They're they're giving us food, clothes, and a place to live for free." Yeah. And basically, this is like the start of them going into this church, and and it, it was so creepy watching this stuff because it reminded me a lot of the extreme religious heads that were in the Korean church. Like yeah. everything that you did, if it wasn't for God, is because Satan is controlling you. Yeah. <laughs> and they kept saying this throughout the whole fucking film. Like everything is the dabber. And they would try to, there was like parts where they start speaking in tongue. <laughs> oh no. Dude, Ed. That's traumatic for me. Dude, you should watch, if you watch this, you're gonna- part of my life, man. <laughs> yeah. That's part of my life. And there's parts too where they're trying to like take the devil out of the body. So they're saying, you know, this means like I, I believe in God or I believe in His Word. Like misunida, misunida, uh, and they're striking people's backs, like yeah. like literally beating Some the shit up. Smith Wigglesworth shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, you guys, I forgot about that shit. 
Smith Wigglesworth. Google How? it. <laughs> Dude, you got to tell that story. This is so funny. I mean, like, um, because I grew up, not grew up, but I went down a path where I was a missionary for a few years. Yeah. And I did a lot of missionary training, and I dug into the word very deeply and into the doctrine. And the people you're studying it with, they got some stories. <laughs> they have weird stories. And you also learn through history about this guy named Smith Wigglesworth. That was his real name. He was this like last century preacher, an early 1900s preacher who would go around <laughs> performing quote unquote miracles, like apparently punching a dude in the stomach and making his tumor come out his back or his ass. <laughs> uh, so uh, another story about like, they, they, and then they'll tell these stories like, yeah, dude, he was, he was a legend, man. He was a miracle worker. <laughs> like socking yeah. somebody in the stomach and saying a tumor flew out his back. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me, dude? And then they said a couple brought a dead infant to Smith Wigglesworth. And they were like, please pray for our child. We're going to bury him. So the story goes that he takes the baby, drops it in front of him, punts the baby, <laughs> kicks it, and it fucking flies and hits the wall, hits the ground, and starts crying. crying. So it's alive. It's a miracle! <laughs> That's the story. And everyone that these like religious circles I was in was just like, isn't that amazing? I was like, what the fuck did you just say to me right now? Smith Wigglesworth? That's his name. When this fool told me this shit, we had we actually stopped and went, hold on, we gotta look this up. You can Google Smith Wigglesworth. <laughs> and this man exists. Like, we don't know about the stories being real, right? But yeah. this is a real fucking person. There are all these people, like, I mean, when we're talking about, like, the cultish side of it, like, we'll look at the world we live in today. Mm -hmm. Like, not half, but the big chunk of country believes in some conspiracy in one way or another. Like we see it all around us today, especially with quote election fraud, uh, QAnon, and all that shit. And let me tell you, when I was in shelter, or let me not say the name of the town. Yeah. Then when I was back home in the middle of nowhere, let's say the quote real America, right? They believe that stuff, the QAnon stuff. The planes fucking poisoning us and like microchips mm -hmm. microchips inside vaccines and they all believe that stuff and they think I'm an idiot for listening to New York Times. You know what the weirdest thing too? It's like it's these people who are literally the the dumps of America, right? <laughs> and they're like, I got the governments out here trying to get my secrets. Of what? How to skim a possum in like yeah. fucking 10 seconds? What do we need to know from they you? What are you really talking about? They don't really care about you. The NSA might be listening in, but what are, what about you is so like important? Yo, let me tell you this fucking time. Like when I was working at my parents' store, you know, when I was younger, like uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't really talk back a lot, right? Because yeah. I was kind of timid and scared. But when you get older, like you're in the store, like this is your store, yeah. right? And I started getting really comfortable with it. And there'd be some fucking hilarious people that would walk in. Let me tell you, this, this is one person. I remember what I said to this person. And it was like a moment where I'm like, I'm so sick of this shit. This lady, she was trying to pay for her stuff, right? It's, it's, first of all, it's it's a beauty supply store. Yeah. There's nothing of necessary goods here. And she's like, she's going to pay for her hairpiece. And she's like, she whips out her EBT card. <laughs> right? And I'm looking at it. I was like, ma'am, you can't pay for hair stuff with your EBT. You can't even pay for hot food. Yeah. She's like, why not? And I'm like, 
That's not how EBTs work. This is not a necessity. You can't pay for hot food with this. Why the fuck do you think that you could pay for your fucking, you know, 21-inch weave or whatever? You know, like, what the yeah. fuck are you thinking right now, right? And I'm like, yo, you can't pay with an EBT, Yeah. right? And she's pissed at me, like, because I won't take her EBT. Literally food. For food. Food, yeah. <laughs> right? And I'm like, yo, this lady is tripping right now, right? Like, at the most, I'll let you buy diapers with it, uh-huh. you know? <laughs> she's like, fine, whatever, right? And then she's like... She puts, I, I give her the machine. She puts in her debit card, right? Yeah. And she stops. And right before she's about to press in her number for her debit card, she stops. She looks at me. She goes, try to look at my number. <laughs> I'm like, bitch, you just try to pay shit with your EBT. How much money is inside your yeah. fucking bank account right now? <laughs> right? And she goes, oh, you think you're so funny. I was like, am I trying to steal your, you just try to pay for your shit with an EBT card. What? Dude. What? If I wanted to take it's, your identity, I'd kill myself, dude. <laughs> like, are you kidding me right now? The, the fucking audacity. Dude, these, yeah, I mean, it, you know what it is? It's entitlement. Yeah. Even though these people are broke or whatever, they have this really weird sense of entitlement. So, like, this guy came in, he wanted to buy a Foster's. You know, Foster's are those big, fat pint mm-hmm. cans. And it's three forty nine plus tax. This motherfucker brings three fifty five in nickels, and I'm like, "There's tax, dude." And I'm like, look, I'll take it if I can. Look, it's, mm-hmm. it's money. Money's money, right? Yeah. But it's not enough, you know. And he's like, "What? Look, I work hard, and I come here all my life to pay for this, and I'm just like, you come here all your life, and you like, I'm supposed to take your nickels." <laughs> <laughs> So that you have that entitlement, yeah. you still don't have enough. And there's tax. If I don't charge you for the tax, I'm in trouble. Yeah. The the funny, dude, Every everybody knows this, right? Like if you worked at any joint in the hood, people never understand what the fuck tax. <laughs> like I'm telling you straight up every fucking time, man. Like people didn't understand the shit that I, I would have to go through. Because number one, people think that we were rich. Yeah. Because we have this business. Oh my gosh. And I'm like. I'm poorer than you. <laughs> I don't think you understand this. I'm either as poor or even more poor than you. We struggle together. Yeah, I was like, you don't get it. Just because I work here and we have this business doesn't mean I make more than you. We're barely getting fucking by, yeah. right? And so like they would like do shit. My mom would always say this shit. She goes, they would get like scrunchies, right? <laughs> and it would be the same shit. My mom would be like three for a dollar. It goes one. Let me tell you this shit. This is this is so fresh. She goes four for a dollar, right? And so we would ring them up, and it would come out to one hundred eight with tax, <laughs> yeah, right. And she goes, "I thought without fail, at least one person, y'all a bunch of fucking crooks. You said it was a dollar." I'm like, my mom's like, "Tax are not mine." Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, well, I to say this. Tax are not mine. Yeah, it's a government. Yeah. Tax are not mine, right? And they're like, "Then why'd you say it was a dollar?" I'm like, "Yo, bitch." Where fucking else do you go anywhere else where you don't get charged for tax? Why are you fucking sweating this? Even people try to argue with me that Gatorade shouldn't be charged taxed. Like, dude, are you kidding? There's chemicals in this shit. <laughs> like, yeah. These, all, all drinks outside of water, taxed. You yeah. Know? Especially in Washington State, sugar tax. Yeah. People are so mad at me. Yeah, they're mad at us. <laughs> Dog, one of the funniest things too, and I remember I told this shit in class in high school and people were cracking up because they were, I was like, this is just some real shit that I was dealing with. They thought I was doing like a stand-up bit. Yeah. And I'm like, no, this is just my life. Stop fucking laughing. <laughs> like the same shit too, right? The same lady who gives a shit for the, for the dollar, for the tax shit, right? This is like, you always hear this in sh- like hood shit. 
and like uh, she goes, I was like, she goes, well, how much can I, how much can I get for just one then, right? I'm like, it's four for a dollar, so you get one for twenty five cents. She goes, oh, so that's how you get us, and I'm like, is that a comeback? I'm like, what? I was like, yes, it's twenty five cents each. That that's how the math works. She goes, no, I see you. <laughs> you thought you could slip by me, eh? <laughs> I'm sitting here just. Am I missing something? It's the same price. It's twenty five cents four for a dollar. Twenty five cents one each. Yeah, I see you. <laughs> I'm like, she's waiting for you to be like, all right, you figured out the system. Yeah. You gained me. I'm like, Do you want in on this? God, Do you want bro. in on this now? <laughs> just having to deal with that shit was so fucking. And it's so funny too because, you know, like I said, this is like the for me anyways. It's like one percent of customers are like this, right? So ninety nine percent. Like you could see the other people behind her just rolling their eyes, like, bitch, get the hurry the fuck yeah. up. Like, quit giving these people shit. You know what I mean? And like, so, like, we would always have a customer that had to step in and be like, yo, chill. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yo, you gonna buy this shit or not? You know? Because they're giving us shit. Do you have debit fees? Yeah, we have debit yeah, fees. Debit fee. Oh, my God. And how much complaining was there for that shit, dude? And we always told them, too. It's like, look, anything under... Yeah, we pay it up front, actually. Yeah. You know, with the credit card companies, mm-hmm. they charge us. Yeah. Right? So we lose every time you give us a debit card. Yeah. That's why all these stores have, you know, fees. Yeah. And um, they just call me a thief. They call me whatever. And there was same thing. One point where there's this line and this guy's like, I'm calling the Better Business Bureau. You can't do this. Charge me for debit fee. And there's a line going out. And even the people in line was like, guy, like. We all have debit fees. Are you from this state? Turns yeah. out he wasn't. He was from Oregon. You of know? course. <laughs> they're of not course. taxed. They're yeah, they're not taxed. Tax. That's yeah. why. They don't know that shit. But you, so you come to our state and complain about our taxes? What are you doing here? Why do you think we go to Oregon to buy cars? Yeah. Because <laughs> you guys don't have a fucking tax. Yeah. That's hilarious, dude. But um, yeah, I think uh, just seeing the small world out there, like for those people that is their world that is their territory that is so like the i i guess that taxation part of it means a lot to them more because at the same time you look at our world today in poverty they don't have much but then they're getting taxed as fuck too right yeah like people at our store they live in a whole lot of poverty and drugs a lot of meth addicts man. yeah like, um, so I had this employee, I'm going to, his name's not Jim. I'm just going to call him Jim. Yeah, just because, for the story's sake. Yeah. So he's a good kid. I don't actually know how old he is. He looks like a teen, but he's got a full mustache. <laughs> <laughs> he drives a lawnmower to work to my store every day. Get the fuck out of here. No, he souped up his lawnmower, his riding lawnmower, and, brrr, and he comes to my store. He does not, he drives a Fuck, like Hank Hill. Yeah, yeah, like Hank Hill. A fucking lawnmower, and he comes to my store every day. Dude, I did not hear this work. part. This is fucking nuts. And so, the way this guy... <laughs> I'm sorry, yeah. what kind of fucking white trash shit is this, yeah. dude? <laughs> no, for real. This guy shows up, and first day of work, I'm like, all right, so let's work on stocking, right? You, you put shit on the shelves, and so... 
This podcast is brought to you by CBD Farmhouse, my friends. If you haven't tried CBD products, you should give it a go because for me, it has helped me so much with my anxiety. And when I train, it helps me with my soreness. Uh, specifically, one of the products that I really, really enjoy right now is the freezing roll on. This one specifically, my God, anytime I'm sore or if I have joint pain because I kickbox a lot, like recently I hit the bag really weird and I hurt my wrist, I put this on and then like, I'd say like a minute or two, I could move it again and it felt really great. Um, I don't know what I'd do without these products and trust me, not all CBD places are made the same. This place specifically does a lot of their stuff or if anything else, all their stuff in-house. So the quality control of their products is insane and I need consistency when I purchase stuff like this because I don't want to get a product that's good one day the next order it's bad you will never have those issues with this company I love them if you guys want to try CBD farmhouse all you have to do is go to cbdfarmhouse.com and at checkout enter brain and you'll get 15% off any order that has non-sale items that's 15% off all you have to do once again is go to cbdfarmhouse.com and enter code brain to get 15% off today i'm showing him the coke's you know bottle so here i put the coke in diet coke here cherry coke here and fanta here and whatever coke products and i leave him to it i go to the register i come back like 10 15 minutes it's a fucking rainbow in there everything's huckled as shit it's just mixed I'm like, yo, hey, man, you put like Coke Zero and like Coke together. What are you doing? And he goes, oh, I'm sorry. I- I'm colorblind. <laughs> <laughs> no, what? You know, it says diet. Yeah. It says zero. It says Fanta, grape, orange. Yeah. He's just by color. He's just put it all there. It's like, bless oh, his soul, dude. Bless <laughs> his soul. He's, try- he's trying his best. And like, okay, so moving on to stocking beer. This guy, I don't know why, but takes out the beers out of six packs, throws away our six pack cases, and puts all these individual single beer cans in cases. Like, oh my god, like dude. dog! <laughs> so he's learning. He's learning. And I he's find growing. it so funny that I just pictured this part where you're like, "They're all the colors." He goes, "I'm colorblind," <laughs> yeah. and then you go, "But the words are there. I can't read." Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh. He has no. He's no. I. He didn't finish school. I don't know if he went to school at all, even. I don't know. I know he didn't finish. But he was a good kid, and he showed up when he had Just a sweet kid. To, yeah. He's like a good person. Oh. This is his world. That's all he knew. Yeah. You know? And now this store is where he's getting employed. Because you know what he was doing before that? What? Diddly squat. Doing nothing. Hanging out with this militia. Shooting his gun and his rifle. Hunting squirrels and deer and elk and whatever. Oh, my God. This Just is like... living. This is... Eh. It's like hillbilly stuff. Hillbilly stuff. He has nothing to do but that. And then we gave him a job. And if I gave him $5 more than like what he should get paid, he, whoa, whoa, I don't, I don't deserve this. Oh, what a sweet guy, yeah, dude. Yeah, he's a really good kid. So one day he actually shows up late. And I don't, I, I'm not going to call him. I'm not going to blow him his phone. Like he's whatever. He's a grown person, yeah. Yeah. When he shows up, though, he's fucking pale and sweaty, and his eyes are sunken in, right? And he goes, hi, uh, sorry I was late. Uh, I got shot. (laughs) What? He's like, yeah, yeah, I I, I got shot right right here on my chest. Hey, wait, 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 wait. What the fuck are you talking about? What are you doing here? Go to the hospital. 
He said his <laughs> one of his militia members <laughs> died. Okay, uh, God rest his soul. And in the midst of that, some squatters, like some meth heads, took over his home. And so he and his friend and his militia got their shit together. We got this. Yeah, they got it. No, as he's telling this, I was like, yo, 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 stop right there. Why didn't you call the cops? He's like, we're a militia. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we got guns. Well, you're looking at the sheriff right here, baby. You got to understand, like, their rights, their second amendment, amendment rights. Is, is everything. Is everything. Why call the cops? I have the Second Amendment. Yeah. I got my rifle. So, the militia, his militia, they set up a permit. We, we sat up, this is how he's telling it, set up a permit around his house, and we all came and went in, and uh, I had the duty of going through his bedroom. And he goes, I know that he has a Colt 45 on his bed rest, and it wasn't there. So I had my gun ready, and I checked the room. And as soon as I opened the closet, there was a little meth head pointing the Colt 45 right at me. And he fired it. And it hit him in the chest. Boom. He said he got knocked over. <laughs> fucking skedaddled out the window and just ran into the woods. It's fucking disappeared. And this guy survived it. And I'm just like. He had a bulletproof vest. Yeah. He, he had all this tactical gear and everything. Second Amendment, right? <laughs> Holy shit. I said, dude, why are you show up to work? <laughs> what are you doing here? Go to the hospital, man. And he's like, nah, I'm all right. He showed me, he opened up his, his bruise right here. And he showed me his vest. His, his, like, it was a steel plate vest. Straight up big ass indent with like fucking specks. Like, From where it shattered. Where it shattered. Fucking kid got shot and showed up to work. Point blank. Point blank and showed up to work. Wow. You know what I'm saying? And he's like, hospital, why? I was like, do you have Obamacare or something? I, I like, don't know, man. You got shot. <laughs> I think you, he has like a bruised lung. He kept working. He was like, nah, like, I'm going to go stock the beer and I'll mop the floor. And whatever. And he's finished, right? He's sweaty. He's pale. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know what you're going to do. Drink some water. Go to the hospital. Do something. He's like, I'm all right. I'm all right. Got on his fucking lawnmower. He just goes into a ditch. <laughs> These people are crazy, man. Look, man, they're good people. Like, what a good kid, though. He's like, he still came kid. to work. Yeah. I was like, I'm, so, I'm so sorry for being late. Please don't fire me. What happened? <laughs> yeah. I got shot point blank by meth head. <laughs> it's like, excuse me? Dude. Go to the fucking hospital. Yeah. Like, like I'm not going to take, like, that's one of those things. I can't take away anything from their character and their intention and everything that they're trying to do their best. Like, this kid told me, he's like, you know, I've never seen a gay person in my life till I came to this store. I'm like, my store? He in looked, the middle north is where you get exposed to the world, dude. I feel like I'm in prison. This world exposes you to gay people? A fucking gas station. Yeah, <laughs> a gas station. He looks at you. He goes, how long have you been a faggot? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah, we don't say that. And I am not gay. Yeah. <laughs> Could have fooled like me. That. Like, I've, I've, never, I've never seen like real like guys ever <laughs> just with the yeah guys he went like this with the, the the wrist he said i've never met a you know guy <laughs> that's crazy yeah and so even when i had to have him like help move a freezer from my store to my mom's house in her garage when he got to my mom's neighborhood which is a 20 minute drive he's like 
what is this place? I, I've never seen this place before. Like, dude, you live 20 minutes away. I guess he doesn't get far in his lawnmower. <laughs> My lawnmower can only go yeah. about 18 miles. So seriously, <laughs> it's kind of hard getting around. It's it's like that. that That's his whole world. Just like a five mile radius. How fucking nuts is that, dude? Can you believe? Can you imagine that him driving like twenty miles to work is like him going to like Uzbekistan? <laughs> you know, it's like it's, what is this? What are those things on your face? It's like they're called glasses. They fix my vision. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? I'm saying I'm binoculars on your eyeballs. <laughs> this is like Amish now. Yeah. <laughs> I like trace a day. <laughs> Dude, yeah, he's straight up has a flip phone and everything. Oh, flip! Yeah, oh well, my he god, need, he doesn't need fucking apps for anything. He just needs to call his mom or his dude, mom. I, <laughs> I want to meet this dude just so I could give him regular stuff and record his reaction. Yeah, you know I mean, this is an iPhone three. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like my god, the screen. Where's the buttons? Oh <laughs> man, I'm pretty sure he doesn't have Netflix or Wi-Fi. Like honestly, he's just out there. One with nature. So what what happened to him at the store? Did you guys still keep him on or did he? He actually, one day, um, he was doing some work and he had brought his backpack to work, Mm -hmm. right? And my mom had a weird intuition. Just a weird one. And out of curiosity, she checked his bag and there was a carton of camels. You know, and a carton of cigarettes ain't cheap. Yeah, it's really, really expensive. You know, and my mom too was just like, so disappointed, huh? Disappointed, disappointed. But look, every single employee we've ever had has stolen from us. And this was a good kid. Yeah. And he was just one of the bunch again, right? Mm -hmm. And um, so my mom let him work like (laughs) all day. And then um, at the end of the day, she called him out. Oh, what did he say? Come on. And he he got bright red, apparently. And she's like, no, this is my friend's cigarettes. Like, he told me to hold him. She was like, why would a cigarette smoker tell you to hold his cigarettes when he wants his cigarettes 24-7? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it was just excuse, excuse. He couldn't couldn't come up with a good one, let's Mm -hmm. say. And my mom couldn't trust him anymore. Oh, so sad. It was sad. It ruined him. It was so... He got... He... Yeah... His mom would come by every now and then. Yeah, uh, Tim really misses. Oh, I'll cut that. His name's not Tim. It's I'll Jim. Believe, I'll, believe, yeah, I'll, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll believe it. Yeah. Yeah, Jim really mis- misses this place. You guys were like a family to him and whatever. But it's like, stop from us. I know. He was like, no. well, he steals from me too. Yeah. So he must have really liked you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's actually stolen from me quite a few times. But, and then a few months ago, my mom called me. She was really worried. She was like, the detectives, like police came. They're looking for him. And they won't tell me what he did, but they're looking for him. And she just feels terrible, you know? Oh, my God. There's like those little things like, to this guy, this gas station is the entire world. That's crazy. And a little thing like that flipped his world upside down. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And now he's out wanted. Did something. <laughs> did something. This one's all we know. Oh my god, dude, that's so nuts, man. That's what I'm saying too. Like when I sometimes like hear these stories, I I always it's good perspective for people because like we're so quick to judge human beings, right? But we look at somebody like that, you're like, how can they live in squalor like this? Blah 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 blah. Like they're 
you know, we, I even said like trailer park or whatever. Yeah. These are like jokes that we make, but they're still human beings, you know? And it's crazy how small his world is. We're just like something 10 minutes away working at a gas station actually gave meaning to his life. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Oh yeah. It's like, this is a whole new world. The game, it, it, it opened him up as a fucking human being. Imagine if he just actually went into the city of Seattle. He'd been like, am I in the future? Yeah. <laughs> like, holy shit. And he learned a lot through me, like. Just telling him on a weekly basis, this motherfucker said this shit to me. This guy called me a gook. This guy called me a chink. This guy did da da da. And he would see how people would attack me, mm-hmm. you know? And he didn't know what to do because, you know, they don't know what to do. Yeah. <laughs> and it would just be like, I, you know, calm down. Let's all be okay. And then I have that time of being like, if you were here by yourself, do you think they treat you the same way? Mm-hmm. Or do you think it's because I'm here? You know, and it, at least he wouldn't say nothing, but he at least he gave it a thought. Yeah. You know, for these guys who don't understand like racism, at least, you know, he's he's in his young 20s, I'm assuming. I really don't know his age, but everybody learned about MLK and that's as much as he knows yeah. that the world is not racist. Mm-hmm. But when I'm, I'm showing him actually, you know, you guys are, Yeah, <laughs> you know, that's so crazy. I, I just, I, I'm sorry, this, this image of this colorblind hillbilly. <laughs> Riding around your area in a souped-up lawnmower yeah. is as fucking ridiculous. With AR, as, with all these weapons, everything he needs. But with the kindest soul, and he just makes yeah. one mistake. He was a good kid. Yeah. Great kid, to be honest. Like, hard worker, willing to learn. Uh, knows he doesn't know nothing, but <laughs> don't matter to him. He doesn't, he doesn't have a category. I, mean, I really world. wonder what he did. Hope he didn't kill somebody. I hope too, but... We're talking about militia, Second Amendment rights, yeah, gun collection. Yeah, <laughs> I hope he. I hope he's okay, dude. I hope too. That's why my mom called me. Yeah, is that that's as much as she knows, and she just felt like, you know, I hope he's okay. Yeah, that's about it. You know, yeah. My, my my parents used to try to hire people, too, and I think like after the second employee stole, like we can't do this. Like yeah. this is, it's it's more stress to have somebody else on than for us not to. Because it's hard to trust people. And it was even for us to... Actually, one of our relatives that were working for stole from us. So it's like, that was their last straw. Yeah. Like, dude, even our own fucking family is like take, skimming off the top. Because my mom, she's like super, like very particular about counting money. Yeah. Right? And we found out that uh, one of our relatives uh, from my dad's side who was working at the store with us, who I thought they were super sweet and great. Um, <laughs> I told my mom about this. Uh, where I remembered, I just came into the house and I see my mom screaming at the top of her lungs at my at a relative, and she's sitting there just in tears, just holding her. Hand. And my mom is cooking at the time, and she's chopping up a fish head, and she's like, "Yeah, can't got to crack," and she just chops like with a cleaver. And I'm frightened because I've seen my mom angry, not angry like this, you know. Like I think she's gonna kill her, yeah, you yeah. know. And she just has to sit there, and I remember. Her husband came in, right? Because my mom finally confronted her about it. Because my mom, wanted, my mom wanted to gather enough evidence first, right? And then she finally, co- like the amount of money that she still was skimming off the top after like six or seven months was like in the thousands, right? Because yeah. we don't make that much money. Yeah, that's bullshit. So my mom's like, "What the fuck? Why are we losing? Where's this money going?" Yeah. And she found out that she was skimming a little cash every time she was closing out the register. And so, she, you know, he she came in, and I remember he came in through the door, and she goes, "The chug is so Right, and then he's like, he already knows. Yeah. Right, and then he's like, he's like, trying to calm her down, and my mom gets the cleaver and just goes, 
whack, like right into the fucking butcher block. And he's like, oh shit. I'm like, dude, my mom's going to kill you, dude. Like, my mom might actually murder you, <laughs> you know, because family is very important to yeah. us. And so, like, after that, I never saw them again, but I heard they moved to, like, Wisconsin or some shit like that. You know how it is in business. Like, this podcast is brought to you by MD Acne, my friends. If you've had problems with your skin your whole life, that's probably because you're not using the right products. Or if you're not using the products on your face, what the hell are you doing? And I know exactly how you feel because it's hard. It's hard to figure out what you need for your skin, if it's right for your skin. And sometimes when you try out products, they don't work. It's stressful as hell. Well, MD Acne has your back. And I've been using it for quite a while. And let me tell you something. Your boy's skin popping. MD Acne's app eliminates these problems by analyzing our skin and delivering effective customized acne treatment products with unlimited dermatologist support with free fine-tuning and product formulations so you're not stuck with something that doesn't work. It's pretty simple. All you have to do is download the MD Acne app. It's going to analyze your skin in a matter of seconds and deliver a complete kit of customized acne medication, cleanser, and moisturizer that's tailored to what your skin needs. Also, the first month supply is for free. And all you have to do is pay for shipping. So just go to mdacne.com slash brain to download the MD Acne app, analyze your skin, and get your first month supply for free. And you just pay for shipping. Once again, to get that clear skin and a month free supply, go to mdacne.com slash brain and just pay for free shipping, my friend. That's a personal yeah. thing. Like you're stealing personally from me, right? Yeah. Like, do you, you feel that, right? When someone steals something, even a candy bar. You know how fucking nice my mom is? Yeah. Before they left, my mom gave them the money that they stole. Oh, wow. So they, so they could start a new life. Yeah. She goes, she was like, I never want to hear from you again, but because this was worth like damaging our relationship, take this money and start your own life. And I remember when she gave it to them, they were bawling. Yeah. Like crying. Yeah. And she goes, take it. And they're like, no, we can't take it. And she just shoved it at them. She goes, take it and leave. And she gave them like fucking like five or six grand. And I was like, take it. Shit. She's like, if it's worth it, take it. And then she, I haven't seen them since. That's a, that's a great life lesson. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like uh, one of grace. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, more than you deserve. Mercy. Yeah. All that shit. That's the Christian side of your Yeah, that's the Christian side of my mom. You don't deserve this shit. Here you go. You don't deserve it, but take it. You know, since you needed it so much. But I heard they started their own life over there and they they took that money and it helped them out. So, you know, my mom still did what she thought was necessary. Yeah. You know, but she, but my mom also can't see, look at that type of behavior and and be okay with it. So, So she's just like, I never want to hear from you again, though, because it'll just make her mad. But she Mm -hmm. doesn't want to see them starve or struggle. So it's like, fuck, man. This And that's not even her blood relative. That's from my dad's side. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? Isn't that crazy? Yeah, I mean, the, the stealing thing. <laughs> I caught a guy stealing a case of beer. Let me just say uh, I ended up in court um, having to testify for self-defense. <laughs> wow. So um, this is exactly how I told the jury and the jury. The jury and the the judge, mm. prosecutor, the defense, like I'm in court telling this story. Um, minding my own business, you know, I know a guy came in, right? Ding dong, I hear it, but um doing whatever I gotta do. And I hear ding dong again, but I never and I look up and nobody came in and I never checked anyone out. So I checked the security camera. This guy is carrying off a case of our most expensive beer, you know. And I, and as I watch him walking out, he drops it. I hear, <laughs> he just fucking slips out of his hand and he breaks the case of beer anyway. And he picks it up and I watch him in the, 
in the video security camera and he puts it in his car i'm like all right all right that's it and i ran out there and i confronted this guy in the car i held his door open and i said where are you going and i see the beer in the seat i was like that's mine that's my beer and he looks at me and he doesn't say anything though right he's just silent just wide-eyed i'm like where are you going with that that's mine did you pay for it and he won't say anything and so I'm like, are you drunk? Because you shouldn't be driving. And he won't say anything. So I, I said, you're not driving because you're drunk. And I start grabbing him. Mm-hmm. Right. And I pull him out of his car, try to pull him out of his car. Mm-hmm. And now he starts like struggling with me and fighting me. And I'm like, you motherfucker, you're getting out of this fucking car. And I'm, mm-hmm. I'm getting angry. Yeah. And then he won't get out. So I don't know why. I grabbed his foot. I took his shoe and I threw it across my parking lot. Uh-huh. I don't know why. But I don't now know. you can't drive. That's exactly what I said. <laughs> I said I don't know why I knew this would work because he's drunk. I said that. I said now you can't drive. He got out of his car. He's like, well, how'd you know? Yeah. That's <laughs> what made him get out of his car, and he walked to go get his shoe so he could drive with his shoe. I don't know. So now he's out of his car, and and all I'm doing now is just shoving him mm-hmm. out, like preventing him from getting in the car because he's like drunk he's drunk and i'm like you're not going nowhere you can't drive and you stole and like sit down sit down right now yeah and he's just kind of wrestling with me so i'm just shoving him and shoving him right and he's trying to fight with me so now he's getting really physical and grabbing my shit so i get physical Mm -hmm. and i trip him up with Mm -hmm. my foot behind him and he falls over yeah and as he's trying to get back up, I put him in a rear naked choke. Mm-hmm. And then I squeeze him pretty hard like this. And mm-hmm. so his my, my mouth is right next to his ear. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you need to stay down or you're going to sleep. You hear yeah. me? You're going to sleep. You hear me? And then he goes, okay. Mm-hmm. So I let go and he went, Ugh. And he passed out. He passed out. And he shit his pants. Oh my God. He is, <laughs> he is drunk he's as drunk. fuck. Shit his pants. So while he's passed out, I run inside to uh, grab the phone to call 911. Mm-hmm. And when I come out, he's up. And now he's finding two elderly people who are trying oh to keep my. him down. Two 60, 70-year-old people. And they're trying to like keep him like, hey, where are you going? Like, stay down, stay mm-hmm. down. And I come out there and now I'm on 911. And then I'm talking with the dispatch. And I'm telling her what's going on and my address and everything. And I have this guy wrestled down. So, yeah, I have this guy down. A lot of this shit smeared wrestling. all over his ass. Yeah, shit's on his ass and everything. And um, I put my knee on his chest and he's like wrestling me because I have him down. Mm-hmm. And then he fucking grabs my dick. <gasps> so when I told this story to the jury, right, mm-hmm. I said, and then the prosecutor's like, um, you know, asking me what happened because they're tra- charging him yeah. for theft. And then so I'm telling this story. And then, then what happened? Well, um, then he grabbed my penis, and then someone in the jury <laughs> <laughs> started laughing. Well, because the, the story is so ridiculous. Yeah, and the judge gave the jury a stink eye order. Uh-huh. <laughs> she was pissed. <laughs> but this motherfucker grabbed my dick and twisted that shit. Yeah. And um, you could see it in the video. Like, I was really close to him, and that was the moment where like now i can punch him now i can hit him because before because he was assaulting you uh, yeah yeah before i knew i couldn't just punch him or hit him or anything i had to 
keeping that. Like part of the law is that in Washington is that a you're allowed to um, keep someone in custody on your own property mm. if they're trespassing. Yeah. And so I was doing that within my legal right, but then when he grabbed my dick was like when I was like, "All right, now I'm gonna fuck you up." Yeah. And he was this close to me, so instinctually I I threw my elbow at him. Yeah. And just wham right right over his um, eye, and he fell over. And when I grabbed him again, I had actually cut his eye open there. Yeah. And you know when you see blood, it's yeah. like that's it, that's the target. Yeah. And so I hit him again on his eye. And then he started covering up. So well, I'm on 911 with the yeah. cops. I say, Excuse, I, hold on. And I put the phone down and I used my left hand to mm -hmm. grab one of his arms. And I just started grounding and pounding him. Yeah. I hit him in the eye and then he covered his eye like where I already cut him. And his left his nose and mouth open. And yeah. <laughs> I just smashed into it. And it felt like punching a rotisserie chicken. It just crunched under there oh wow right and then he went stop yeah that was the first time he said anything yeah because he wouldn't talk or anything and so like all right but i punched him one more time just yeah. to grab my fucking dick and right there like a second later the cop the cops the sheriffs showed up and they arrested him you know and then holy shit like all this is happening, like my hand got bloodied up from it and my adrenaline is fucking raging right yeah. now. And he's just out now on, on, on the floor and the cops are arresting him. And these people kept coming in. It's like, hey, uh, can I buy some scratchers? And like, oh my God, dude. It's like, hey, man, I need a breath. He's yeah. <laughs> like, no, I, I just need a. Like, I, just I almost need got my fucking penis torn off. No, Have you been in the position where your adrenaline dumps and you just oh, want to cry? I don't know if I cry, but the adrenaline dump, I get sleepy. Yeah. I just get nauseous. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like the cops are there, the EMT are there. They're, they're arresting him and cleaning him up because I, I broke his orbital bone, cut his eye, and his nose is broken. Yeah. And these people, like, all of a sudden we had a, a fucking rush of customers. And I'm like trying to check these people out. And I'm like, Ugh. Yeah, the adrenaline. The, the barfing thumping. part of the adrenaline rush is the worst part. And then I'm like, uh, it's it's three eight nine. Like, like I, Gook, get yeah. your shit together. I started crying. Yeah, with the adrenaline dump and everything. And then like, I'm like, I'm sorry, guys. You guys, you guys need to go. Yeah. And I called my mom to tell her what happened. She's like, Yeah, close the store. Just close yeah. the store. And Am I gonna give my cigarettes yeah. away? <laughs> yeah, they were Stop like, your crying. I, I just want some cigarettes. But what happened was those people who saw happened. they were witnesses. They witnessed it, yeah. right? That fucking spread like wildfire. Yeah. This this town is small. Yeah. So months later, I'm in <laughs> I'm in Walmart just picking up shit and it's late at night. It's probably ten or eleven PM. And Everyone's blue collar there, you know? Yeah. Everyone was, is wearing dirty car hearts. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like if you have clean hearts, car, uh, clean car hearts, you're a poser. Yeah. Right? Okay. So, trying to be like one of us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? So, super late at Walmart. I'm waiting in line. There's a guy in front of me, and there's another guy in front of him. And this guy just turns around, just makes small talk. Hey, how's it going? How's your night? And it's like, uh, you know, 
long day at work. He's like, yeah, me too. Pulled out 15 hours. I'm like, hey, man, I pull 15 hours at my store too. He's like, really? Yeah, what store? I'm like, yeah, out there. He goes, hey, aren't you that guy that beat up some fucking drunk dude? Yeah. <laughs> like, I heard him. I'm like, whoa, wait a second. Yeah. I'm at fucking Walmart. Like, that word spread around. Yeah. What I found out was the sheriff, whenever people would fuck up, mm-hmm. he would show them my Instagram and be like, this guy's going to make you famous. One of the sheriffs was being a fucking bro that's hilarious and when people would fuck up at my store Mm -hmm. he'd be like see this it's gonna make you famous (laughs) oh my god and that's how people around town found out about my instagram like my social media he's like using you guys as a warning yeah it's like hey keep your shit together this guy will fuck your ass up it's like yeah i don't want to do that again it was traumatizing yeah dude so like oh my gosh i mean but i i kept telling you how this shit never ends right like yeah I'm at, I, I'm at court. I'm telling this story, you know, and I tell it to the judge and jury, and um, then I'm called out for the defense to get. They don't got a, they ain't got nothing. Defense yeah. got nothing because the guy, admittedly, their case is that he doesn't remember anything, and I'm the one who has the testimony, like a very detailed yeah. testimony with, <laughs> with video. video. Yeah, and um, he's lost it. You know, yeah. he lost the case. So they call me back in if I want to say anything. Um, before they sentence him and the thing was honestly like what happened after i i beat him up um the cops told me like yeah uh we're not gonna take him to jail we're gonna take him to the hospital i'm like oh i didn't and he's like nah not like he, he's saying he wants to kill himself he's getting suicidal in the oh my god of the car right now i mean look at him he's covered in shit he's yeah. fucked up <laughs> yeah yeah and so i started feeling like shit for what i had done yeah i was like oh my god what did i do you know and i tried to kept wearing out what had happened or whatever yeah. so when it came down to it to the sentencing i'm standing in front of the judge the prosecutor the defense and i'm like look um i've gotten in trouble with the law before too i spent yeah. a night in jail because of my drunkenness yeah <laughs> <laughs> and i was telling and at that time i had lost a shit ton of weight and i told mm-hmm. it just i just lost 100 pounds you know, because I quit drinking, you know, in my life, I'm trying to get it back together. And I was, I was like, this guy's suffered enough, please. Mm-hmm. And I, I told the judge, like, <laughs> this is at the time. I was like, I believe in God, <laughs> you know, and I think the system works. We had a trial and, and he should be sentenced for what happened. But your honor said you have the power, you know, to show him grace. I think he suffered enough. And if you could show him leniency, I think it would help him have a better life. And then he called you a chink. <laughs> <laughs> that means that he goes, only. everybody starts clapping. They're like, nah. I don't need your pity. Chink. <laughs> like, oh, well, never mind. Uh, you just take him away. But man, uh, man, the, the judge started crying. Oh, really? The stenographer started crying. The, the person who's. And then the guy's lawyer started the defense lawyer started crying and even I was getting choked up. Yeah. And the lawyer was the lawyer who sentenced my dad to 14 months in prison. Holy shit. And she saw me and recognized me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I went to jail too because I had substance problems. Yeah. And I'm getting my life back together. I lost all this weight and I'm working at my store and whatever. I didn't know that was the judge who sentenced my dad to jail. Wow. 
And she recognized because I fucking look like my yeah, dad. Yeah, you look just like your dad. Yeah. And saying all this, and I didn't realize this. And so she commuted his sentence. Like the fines he had to pay, he made it like it could have been tens of thousands. It went down to like a thousand dollars, and he only pay, had to pay twenty five dollars a month. Oh wow! You know, and all his sentences that he had to serve, he had to serve two years. Oh wow! She commuted it, and and yeah, just suspended. Do you know what sentence. happened to him after? No, no. His defense lawyer came to me after and shook my hand. She was like, "Thank you, yeah, thank you." That motherfucker couldn't look me in the eye and just walk by. And He's ashamed. I, yeah. But at the same time, you know, I felt good. Like, look, I, I've been in that very same fucking courtroom where my dad got sentenced. And now I'm in there on the other side, as in the prosecution side. Like, I know what it's like. Yeah. To sit in the defense and have nobody, you know, there for I, you. Like, I, always, I wonder, like, what happened to him? Like, how did he get to this point? You know what I mean? Yeah, I think the defense lawyer was saying, like, He's from Seattle. He lost his job. All this. It's just a spiral of shit mm-hmm. where he lost his job. And That's why he wanted to die. Yeah. At the time where he committed the crime, he was living in a tent at his ex-girlfriend's in-laws. Jesus. Ex-girlfriend pitting him, pitied, pitied him so much that he was, because he was homeless, that mm-hmm. he lived on their lawn in a tent. Jesus. And then this guy was an alcoholic and decided to steal beer for me and then i fucked him up yeah i mean come on man does he have to spend two years in jail after that like he needs help he needs a break yeah and that's what i was asking for and yeah she gave it to him and i walked it out of there feeling like a million bucks you know like man something great happened the fucking one of the sheriff deputies the the guy who showed up Mm -hmm. grabbed a big fat handshake like did a good thing in there Mm -hmm. you're a good man prosecutor shook my hand i told you defense lawyer said thank you i went over to fred meyer in this fucking town to go to their little rinky dink starbucks Uh and i went to court so i'm dressed up right yeah and this lady in line was like you're not from here are you i'm like huh because you don't dress like you're from here and i'm like oh i feel good because i had to dress up for court right after that i go back home and um i i go back to my store pull up i get out of my car i'm walking in and then i hear faggot <laughs> oh my god and i'm like huh and i turn around and look and this fucking meth head who gives me shit all the time he's fucking he's got a mohawk with a joker ha 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 tattoo on his oh head just meth out all the time he's screaming out of his white van like with the windows down i look at him again the second time he goes Faggot! Oh my god! Because I'm dressed up for court, and I'm like, "Yeah, well, I I assume that's the way it's supposed to end out here." Yeah, (laughs) like I feel great. Thank you for that. You you after all the things that I want to give back to this community. This is this is how it is. I think this is why my fucking shit spiraled out. Well, see, this is the hard part too. It's like you know when you know we always talk about giving with out, out of a gracious heart right yeah. this is the hard part it's like giving without expecting something to happen in return oh. you know and <laughs> keep going keep going so when these things happen it's it, it, it you have to try not to let it chip away right yeah because it's like that gracious heart and giving is is where people i think a lot of people fuck up with right it's my dad taught me this very early on right and he taught me this by teaching me how to give money to people Right. He goes, 
if you're like, for example, like I've had friends who have borrowed money, borrowed money from me, right? Mm-hmm. Not a problem. And what my dad always said too, is like, when you give to somebody and you always expect something in return, you're, you're setting yourself up for failure. Yeah. So if you are in a position in your life and you could give money to somebody, that means that's, that's money that you can give away and not think about it. If you're giving it away and you need that money, then you shouldn't have given it away in the first place. So I think like the, the act of doing a good deed should be done just in the good deed itself, right? Yeah. And it's hard because we do feel good when we do great things. And sometimes when we don't get that reciprocated back, it makes us feel like we wasted our time. Right. You know? Right. It's like, why the fuck was I an altruist when this person's a piece of shit back to me? <laughs> yeah. This is what I kind of want to like ask you. Like, maybe it's not money, right? Yeah. Let's talk about gift giving then. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because this is where I have a problem. Um, when you give someone a gift, right? Do you give it away out of your abundance or do you give it because this person needs something like this? And they could be a good steward of this and actually grow out of. Um, I mean, I think they... it really depends. Uh, gifts to me were always odd. Mm-hmm. I actually don't like giving gifts and I don't like receiving gifts mm-hmm. because it's not because of this thing of where I think like, oh, I don't want somebody to pity me. I'm not that dark. Like, I don't I don't need that shit. It's just I always feel I always grew up in a household where I felt where my mom made me feel like you always have more than you need. Mm-hmm. So why do you keep getting things? You know, so. I like giving a gift to somebody is always hard for me. Not because I don't want to give it to them. I just look at somebody and I always think like, you have a lot. <laughs> Dog, you have a bus pass. Yeah. Why, why am I trying to give you anything? Yeah, I'm like, hey, life, life's really good. Yeah, life is good. Life is good. <laughs> yeah. I got a bed. Yeah. I get to sleep, sleep by myself. Sell. All of my life. life. It's fantastic. <laughs> So, By the way, yo, we both love Nacho Libre. Libre. Yeah. One of my favorite comedy films of all time. Oh, and shit. so like when I when I when I try to give somebody gifts, I, I think obviously I go through the, the the typical tropes, right? It's like, do they already have this? Yeah. Would they like this? What would they enjoy? Right? But when you're an adult and people are, you know, your people your peers are doing relatively well, it's hard to give, you know? That's why I like re- registries. Because yeah. it's like they're telling us what they need. It's like Cool. Now I know I won't fuck up. Boom. Can I ask you a personal question? Yeah. You and I now. Yeah. This fucking guy gave me his Sony FS700. Yeah. And I shot three things with it <laughs> in four years, five years. <laughs> um, what do you think? Uh, I, I, I kind of weighed myself heavy on that. Like, you gave me this awesome camera. But I never utilized it to its maximum potential. I don't care because I yeah. gave it to you. It's not mine. It's yours. So what mm. you do with it is up to you. I, 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 don't, I don't like to give somebody something and hang it over their head is one of the worst things uh, an individual can do. I fucking hate that. Hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> like, <laughs> that's what I mean. Because it because it, it eats. It's bad for you. It eats you up inside. Once yeah. it's gone, it's gone. Right. I'm not talking about too where somebody's like. Man, dude, I can't pay my bills. I can't feed my family. And the next day I see you at a strip club. Yeah. Like, that's different. That's like, you you lied to me. You know what I mean? But when I gave you that camera, it was because I'm like, you're out there in the middle of nowhere. You're a filmmaker. Here. If you want to use it, you can use it. If you don't, whatever. You know, it doesn't matter. But you know, even the gesture of giving you the camera, it felt good. Mm. Right? It made you feel good. Yeah. 
we're done. That's that's what it was for. Whether you choose to use it or not is completely up to you. You know what I mean? Because that's not on me. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't want to hold that over your head. I, I had just had this like guilt. Like, man, I don't know what the fuck to do with this camera. <laughs> yeah, I'm, you could have shot great landscapes. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. But at least you had something there in case you wanted to. Yeah. Well, that's a life lesson for me because I was a dick about gift giving. Yeah. Um, mainly because, let's say, I felt justified mm-hmm. in my anger towards it where I gave a friend my guitar. It's a cheap Epiphone. You know Epiphones are yeah. cheap Gibsons made in Korea. Yeah. 300 bucks brand new. Those things hurt your fingers like a motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and someone wanted to learn, so I gave it to them. And I just wanted them to take care of it. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, that's all I asked, really. Like, um, because when I gave it to them, I was telling them like, uh, uh, who's the guitarist for uh, Aerosmith? Tyler Perry. Shit, I think I yeah. can't remember. Tyler Perry. Well, Tyler his... Smith. Tyler Perry is the black dude. Tyler oh, Perry's. Yeah. The... <laughs> No, okay, you know someone, about something Perry. Okay, something Perry. Aerosmith, the lead guitarist. Like, Tyler Perry, Perry. dude. Talk about Medea? Yeah, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> something. Um, but his guitar tech, the guy who makes and sets up his guitars, mm-hmm. is from Seattle. I went to that guy to install actual Gibson Burstbucker Pro pickups in it mm-hmm. and set it up for me. The guy who fucking does Aerosmith's guitar. Mm-hmm. And... So I gave this guitar to someone because they want to learn how to play guitar. And they tore it apart and wanted to put it back together. And I got offended. Like, I told you, Tyler Perry's guitar tech set this up and put this together. Yeah. And they're like, you gave it to me. You know? And where I was arguing was like, you're not being a good steward of this gift. And her, their argument was, you gave this to me. It's mine. Mm. I mean, that's a little weird situation, right? Like, but that's why, like, I don't give expecting anything. Yeah. Right. Once I give it up, I mean, he's kind of right. It's not yeah. yours. Right. Yeah. But but because you had that emotional attack, I think you're more angry at the stupidity. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm actually, I'm it. not, I'm not upset that he did that. I'm angry at his stupidity. Like, who the fuck do you think you are? I literally told you who put this together. There's no way that you could take this apart and do a better job. You're dumb. I'd be, I'm more upset at how stupid this person is. You know what I mean? Well, that's the thing. They're learning guitar. So, they, okay, his name is Joe Perry. They mm-hmm. don't know who Joe Perry is. They don't really care about Aerosmith. They don't know what a guitar tech is or they don't know what a setup is. They don't know what a pickup is. Mm-hmm. And so it was like, on me, it was like, what was I thinking? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, that's what I'm saying. You like, know. that's why when you give things, don't expect shit from people. Yeah. Right? I learned a very, very valuable lesson in that about not just gift giving, but like the value of things or even myself or what I put, the weight I put on and yeah. expectations. Right? Dude, like even like the camera gear that I sold, I sold it for dirt cheap. Yeah. Right? And the people that I sold it to, I know for a fact they're not going to use it to its potential. <laughs> I just know just by looking at them. And I'm like, they, but they enjoy it. Yeah. You know, and it's like, I sold it to for cheap, like these, like it was like video bundles, like a starter kit that I would have loved to have had, right? You're for like right. two thousand dollars, a monitor, fucking four batteries for an A seven A seven R three, right? Like yeah. a <laughs> monitor, like a memory card, everything, the whole shebang, right? Like everything that I needed just to start, minus the lens, right? It's like, for like two grand or like nineteen hundred dollars. I'm like, damn, I would have killed for this. 
And then I definitely, you know, sold this thing. I'm like, this person's probably not going to shoot with this. Yeah. Or they don't know what to do. Yeah. But I'm like, it doesn't matter. Like, whatever. Like, I did it out of the graciousness. Like, I made nothing off of this, you know. I, I think it was because of my um, past experiences of giving away things. Um, because as a Christian, I told yeah. you, I sold my shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I gave my some of my stuff away. But one time, I actually had a, I was really broken. I had to pay rent. And the only thing I really had left was this Taylor um, 414 CE, right? Now, the thing about this Taylor was also that it was a limited edition mm-hmm. Maranatha Worship Leaders Edition guitar from Taylor, mm-hmm. where it had dove inlays on the frets all the way to the head. Stockhead had this beautiful dove. Yeah. Taylor doesn't make custom guitars, right? This is one of 133 made in the world. Holy ever, shit. Right? And I was using it to lead worship. Like, I got lucky getting my hands on that off of eBay. And I was leaving church and I was quitting everything and I got kicked out of leading worship and all that. And there was another kid that was coming up and um, I saw the potential in him. Right. So I was like, you know what? I want to sell this to him because he's going to keep learning and he's going to keep doing this shit. I can't, you know? (laughs) So I sold it to him for the same price I bought it for and stuff. Like that guitar meant so much because do you know who Doyle Dykes is? No. So, Who's that Korean kid on YouTube who plays like guitar fingers? Yes, I know who he is. That kid's dope. Song. Yeah. His mentor, his guy is Doyle Dykes. He's, his style is Doyle Dykes style. That guy who okay. did this crazy finger picking. Yeah. He's also one of the only few people in the world who has a custom Taylor signature guitar. Him and Prince. They don't oh, do wow. it for, and Taylor Swift. Yeah. And they don't do it for anyone. So I met that guy, Doyle Dykes, and I showed him my guitar to sign, right? And then he's from the South there. He goes, where did you get this? Yeah. And I'm like, huh? Like, yeah, I bought off eBay. He's like, I've only seen this guitar once. And it's sitting in Bob Taylor's office, sitting in the wall. Wow. I'm like, holy shit. I was like, will you sign it? He's like, I can't sign this. You want my dirty handwriting on this? I was like, yes. Like, All right, kid. I don't know what you're talking about. And he signed it, Doyle Dykes, on the the head. Mm -hmm. So this guitar is worth a lot. Yeah. (laughs) I sold this kid. And expecting nothing out of him. And you know what? He was a good steward. He he fixed up the pickups when it would break. And he's still leading worship to this day. With that guitar. With that guitar. And that was my expectation. With my next guitar, yeah, it wasn't there. And I think I faulted in seeing a success story with uh, someone yeah, who well, doesn't. Yeah, well, I think because you were also giving out of your expecting an emotional return. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so like that's already setting yourself up for failure. You know, sure. like I, I can't do that to myself. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I literally can't do that to myself. So like now it's like I give and, and it goes away. Dude, I have a friend right now, like out of all the money I've given this motherfucker, like he probably owes me like almost like six, seven grand, you know, but this motherfucker down and out of his fucking luck. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, So it's like I'm supporting this dude's dream. Right, and I've never expected any anything in return. And he's and and you know this person has tried to pay me back in other ways too, maybe not with money, but with you know support and time, you know, helping me with stuff. Yeah, and I'll take that. Fuck it, I'll take it. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, but I did have a have to have a conversation with him about uh borrowing money. Yeah, because um, though I didn't expect anything in return, I do have a problem with somebody who borrows money only because they choose not to work. <laughs> <laughs> did he buy like a playstation with yeah. it? <laughs> so you know 
the last time I, I, I lent um, this person money, I was like, hmm. I was like, I'm going to give you this money. You don't owe me it back. Yeah. Just like I always do. Yeah. However, this time it's going to come with a lecture. You want to take it? Mm. Right? He didn't have a choice. He goes, I'll take it. Cool. I was like, you're a lazy motherfucker. <laughs> right? And he was like, you know, he was quiet because he knows it's true. He knows yeah. it's facts. I was like, the difference between other people and you being down out of your luck, you don't have money because you don't want to work. Mm. I was like, you are a very capable person. I was like, think about this right now. And this is all I'm going to say. You rather take money from your friend than go out there and work hard for it yourself. How does that make you feel? Right? Mm. I was like, don't ever ask me for money again. You'll take this. It's gone. It's out of my hand. I still love you. We're still good friends. But the only reason why you can't pay your bills is because you choose not to work. You want to make money the way you want to make money. Right. I was like, I do things that I don't want to do all the time, but I need to pay my fucking bills. You don't think like that. You want to live in this fantasy world where you get to do whatever the fuck you want, and then you rather take money from me rather than work. Was this pre-COVID? This is pre-COVID. Because you know this guy could work at 7-Eleven, <laughs> right? <laughs> this is pre-COVID. Yeah. So you know? he could work literally anywhere. Yeah, like anywhere. Uh, you know, it's like you choose not to work hours because you don't feel... You don't feel like you want to that day. Yeah, I was like, there's so many opportunities for you to for you to make money, but because it's not fun, you don't want to do it. So you'd rather take my money. It's the last time you'll ever take money from me. Mm. And then it's never asked since. Did he get to work? I don't know. <laughs> oh shit! Not my responsibility. Uh, Just I'm not going to lend him money. Yeah. So it's like for him, it's like you know we see we still talk every now and then, and we're still like decent friends. Like like I said, I don't hold that against him at all. Yeah. But. If he asked me for money, I'm gonna fuck his ass up. <laughs> you have it. Oh man, for some reason that just reminded me of this weird story of a guy who owes money. Um, so this guy, all right? Okay, we 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 the uh, I don't know when the podcast will go. We talked about my sassy girl, yes, and a girl who gets drunk, and this guy has to take care of her. I actually want to ask you, did you have to? ever have to take care of a drunk girl who is just fucking out yes what was that like uh well first of all i kind of fucked up so like um there was this girl so we were in riverside and there was a concert in the in the in in the middle of the the quad if you guys do ucr there's that bell tower and apparently it was was called like the suicide tower Mm -hmm. so people would they blocked it off but people would jump off and kill themselves (laughs) but that's very iconic okay that's how i got his name (laughs) yeah so but um this girl her boyfriend passed away. Mm. Uh, he actually passed. So this is why I never drink and drive was because of this story. Yeah. He actually passed away not because he was drunk. He was walking home in the middle of the night and a drunk driver fucking crashed into him and smashed him between a pole. He wasn't drinking. God damn. And apparently he was like re- reforming his life or whatever, whatnot, you know, kind of going on the straight and narrow because of her. Yeah. She lost her boyfriend because of that. Yeah. Um, That's how my cousin's best friend died hit and run like that. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Not even his fault. So she got plastered fucking drunk. And so, uh, <laughs> fuck, dude, like knocked out in the middle of the fucking quad area. I had to pick her up over my fucking shoulder <laughs> and she yacked <laughs> all over my fucking shoulder. Just, uh, <laughs> yeah. Like, ah. <laughs> then we, I had a fucking firearm carrier. We took her back to uh, one of our friend's apartments. And this is the funniest story, too. So. One of the guys were, she's throwing up and uh, she couldn't make it 
to the uh, the bathroom, which was only like a few steps away. So we brought this like ceramic bowl that they had there so she could throw up in the bowl and then we would chuck it out. Right? Yeah. So she wouldn't get it on the carpet. Yeah. Already a disgusting situation, right? She, we're holding her hair up. One of the dudes is holding her hair up. She's throwing up, uh, uh, <laughs> crying and shit, right? <laughs> this motherfucker, as he's, a, he's the one in charge of holding her head up, he gets a call from his brother who hasn't talked to in a while. He goes, oh shit, let's go over. She smashes her face oh. into the ceramic bowl. And she's like, <laughs> and i'm like bro what the fuck he looks at me and as if this is a competent response he goes dude it's my brother i haven't talked to him in a long time he basically goes, yo what's up bro <laughs> and this girl just fucking i, I, I thought she, she chipped her tooth dude that's how oh, bad it was man. so i haven't i haven't told this story to anyone except to one person when it happened mm-hmm. this happened in shit dude it happened fucking 20 years ago yeah so no like i just graduated so um um a bunch of friends in tacoma were having this house party and they invite uh, this one girl invited me i was like all right i'll go with you Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know and um she's a senior in high school i'm a freshman so I'm in Tacoma at this house party at her senior graduation party or whatever. And so I show up to this house and guess who's there? All of the other youth group seniors oh, at my church. Oh, Lord. <laughs> yeah. All the Korean American Koreans are all there. Yeah. So I'm like, all right. So I don't feel weird. Whatever. <laughs> Everyone I go to church with is here. This girl gets plastered. This girl gets fucked up, you know? And so to the point where she like is just being wild and her friends and all those church people that i know they left they ditched her and they were like edward let's go let's leave she's how christian of them yeah let's dude she's drunk just leave her you know i was like nah nah i'm gonna Mm. stick around right and they're like and rolled their eyes at me kind of thing they thought i wanted to get drunk and stop acting holy once they left or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but this girl was just getting crazy plastered until she just kind of passed out upstairs in this house party. And I went up there to check on her and then I just hear this just gurgling, right? Oh, I'm like, oh, fuck, right? So she's in this bedroom. So I, I'm dragging her dead weight pulling her by her shoulders and just going like that. And I hear the gurgling coming up. Oh, shit. Fuck. So I don't know what I cut my hands like this and she's, she's in front of me and she's just no gag reflex, just dribbles all this barf in my hands. And I'm like, Oh my God. And it's just coming. It's it's overflowing in my hands and like, I don't know why I think I can carry this shit. And there's this house plant next to me and I just, (laughs) like just just dump it in there and then i continue to drag her ass into the bathroom and just let her fucking puke right and i'm in the bathroom and i'm like fuck now i'm in this situation where i'm alone with this girl and all these other people and she's drunk as fuck and people are banging on the door like what the fuck is going on in there and i'm like shit this girl's out so i call my young you know i'm like and because he lives in the same neighborhood i'm like Hey, Hyung, um, 
I didn't want to tell him because I know he's going to beat me up for being in this situation. But I'm like, look, I'm with this girl when there's a house party and she's trying to And he's like, all right, just bring her to my house. Right. And so I didn't drink all night actually yeah. that night. And I'm trying to drag her ass and I'm looking for help. And there's this group of guys in Tacoma. I'm not going to say they're not going to, they're going to know whatever I call them. They're going to know who they are. I'm going to just call him D. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like, yo, help me get her down the stairs. Cause I can't do this shit by herself myself. Yeah. She's dead weight. And he goes, fuck you. Why'd you bring her to this party? I'm like, Hey, she brought me here. I, yeah. I people probably like, and he was like, fuck you, man. Why you bring this fucking girl? I'm like, Holy shit, no one's gonna help me. Yeah. And so I'm fucking pr- 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 like, taking her down the stairs by myself and drag her into that forerunner I had. Yeah. The same car. Yeah. I fucking threw in there. And I drove her to my young's house and got her cleaned up. Right. And then her phone started ringing. Right. While I'm at my young's house. We're like, I'm, for me, I'm like, oh, finally fucking safe. Like, mm-hmm. what a fucking weird night. And then get a phone call from this guy. It's D, right? He's like, hey, is this Ed? I'm like, yo, what are you doing? What are you calling? They're calling her phone. Yeah. What'd you do? Where is she? Where'd you take her? We were trying to fuck her. And he literally said it. We're trying to rape her, dude. (laughs) We're trying to rape her. And I'm like, oh my God. God. And like, fuck you. We're going to fuck you up, Ed. We're going to fuck you up. You know what? Fuck it, D. They're called the Chuck E. Cheese crew. That's what we call them. Fuck you guys. That's what they said to me. Fuck them. Right? And so I disassociated with these guys for these years. like Korean people at your church? No. Nah, 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 oh, they're nah, just like nah, fucking scumbags. These are Tacoma people. Scumbags. Yeah. yeah. Um, The church people left. Yeah. While this one girl who's a church girl. So, by got, the way. But as, I got fucking drunk. As a story of caution for women, I'm telling you, when you go to these situations... Listen, be careful, right? Because there are scummy ass fucking men out there. Yeah. Like legit. Because I was just going to say, I was like, she's lucky somebody didn't fucking rape her, dude. And lo and behold, look these at these fucking fuck- scumbags are telling me they're going to kick my ass for preventing them from raping her. Straight up, word for word. <laughs> That's fucking crazy, dude. This is what, yeah. So I, I fucking got it her to safety and all that shit and i dissociated with this guy like, i'm gonna call him keep calling him d mm-hmm. but as i keep hearing about him as we keep growing up like this is what happened this is what i mean about people who owe money and mm-hmm. why i bring it back so yeah. full circle to this this guy got caught up in the drug game with one of my youngs who everybody knows you shouldn't fuck with him this one young particularly do not fuck with him ever mm-hmm. right He's a weird case because when he was 15, his mom woke him up one Saturday and made him go take the SATs. And he got a 1590. Holy shit. When his auto's out of 1600. He's a smart motherfucker, but he's a gangpe. Yeah. He's a gangpe. Those are the scariest people, though. He's so scary. And, but, and, um, he's, he's, uh, he's in the drug game. They push drugs. So this kid D tried to get in it with him. Mm-mm. And as it turned out, he just, I don't went under in the red and he owed my young money and he never had the money with him. And he was like, look, the next time I see you, if you don't have my money, I'm going to fuck you up. Right. So this guy went MIA for a while and then makes things worse. Yeah. And one time at the, at the PC bang, 
that that crew was chilling in their fucking Acura Integra. This D was in the back seat, and the Hyung was just saying hi to his tongue, saying, He's like, Hey, is that D? And he told his tongue, like, Get out. All you guys, you little shaky there, get out. Yeah. And his kid's in the back seat, and he fucked him up in the back seat, just fucking beat the shit out of him. Holy shit. Yeah. And from then on, whenever he saw him, he'd be like, Do you have my money? And just fuck him up. Right. But it came to a point because this guy never had his money, right? That my Hyung went to his house <gasps> where he was in hiding because he kept getting beat up. Yeah. And he knocked on the door and his parents opened. And he was like, hi, um, you might know me. I have an issue with your son. Like mm-hmm. he and I have a business, you know, kind of mm-hmm. quarry. Like he owes me money. I think you know about it. They're like, yeah. And it's like, can I talk to him? Can we talk about it? All right. So they're sitting in the living room. Mom, dad, uh, son, D, and my young. <laughs> and he told the parents exactly what happened. What they went. They had this deal with these drugs or whatever. And he was supposed to have this much money. And he doesn't. And he said, if I ever see him again, I'm going to beat him up if he doesn't have my money. And his parents are sitting there. And he goes, does he have my money? And he doesn't. He fucked him up in front of his parents. Oh my god. He beat god. the shit out of him, out of their parents. And here's the thing. Like, I feel like, whoa, he got caught. But I'm also like, I remember. You were you trying to rape a girl. You were trying to rape a girl. Yeah. <laughs> this is the life you choose. And his parents just watched it. That's the thing. Like, <laughs> I, I feel like his parents are like, you deserve it. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, I just know that this story is true. <laughs> but at Going back to it, it was just like pay the your owing debts, money thing. Pay your debts and fulfill your expectations. <laughs> what what happened? So what happened to him? Did he ever get his money back? No, I just know like he's the type of young I would never be on the wrong side of. Yeah, <laughs> never. Even one of my closest friends growing up, like just wanted some credit, credit for providing the space for him to grow his 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 mm-hmm. stock and because of that he fucking knocked him out <laughs> oh my god so at the same time i'm like you know what you try to rape a girl and i took no fucking thought to you and after the years and i hear what happened to you i'm like you deserved it you deserve fucking it. karma dude you yeah. little piece of shit piece of shit that's what i'm saying it's so it's so crazy too when i hear like stories like that that's why i always get so i was like i mean i don't want a daughter <laughs> It's like, dude, these guys are fucking nuts, man. So, like, when I hear stories, too, where, like, these, you know, some guys, too, and I've said this before, too, it's like, you know, a lot of sane men aren't like that, but there's a lot of shitty dudes out there, too. There's yeah. something wrong. There's something wrong with that, where there's, like, a group of guys who thinks it's cool to call themselves Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> Grown-ass men, you know, that think they're really fucking cool. But these were the, always the people that I always would have trouble with. You know what I mean? Like, I see them. But you know, like, you know me. When I don't like somebody, it's highly apparent. It's very hard to hide from me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, just, well, they don't, let's just say they don't call themselves Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> we call them Chuck E. Cheese oh just because. But, like, fuck. they accepted it. But, honestly, it's not the type of people you want to be around. Yeah. It's own, like, yeah. you fucking dweebs. It's like, but we used to always say stuff about people like that, too. It's like, for me, because I, I wasn't, like, ever gang-related, I just happened to be around people who were very scary yeah. individuals. Yeah. But my thing was too, it's like, if you're not about that life, don't pretend like you are. It's just some serious shit. Yeah, you're going to get caught in the bottom of that Yo, shit. I, you're going to be someone's bitch. Bro, I told the story to on this podcast years ago, or even not, not too long ago. I'm pretty sure people remember the story, but 
the my very first time I realized like how different people are was when I like listen I, I would go to these like house parties like I'm invited not really invited I'm I'm going with these other people right these aren't Korean guys these are like fucking like Vietnamese like yeah. thugs and I'm like sitting there and I remember just feeling like a fish out of water <laughs> you know like I don't belong here but yeah. I wanted to be there it's right. almost like you want credit like you want to you want to be tough or whatever like, you know this fucking fat the clout. Yeah, a little Korean kid with split hair and fucking Coke bottle glasses. Like, you clearly don't belong here, guy. Yeah. You know, and I'm sitting here in this house party, and there was this dude that, and first of all, disgusting house party, because this dude spit on the floor, and this guy spit on this dude's Air Forces. And this dude is a fucking thug, Yeah, right? He gets up, and he's like, yo, clean my fucking shoe, right? And, he, and the guy looks at him, he goes, fuck you. Bro, I'm talking about, he looked at him, stood up, and fucking like, I don't know the number. I'm gonna make up an arbitrary number. Like ten people stood up. Like it was a lot, and they were all strapped, and they fucking flashed their flashed their fucking strap. And Shit. I'm like, I'm sitting there, <laughs> like pee is coming out of, <laughs> like a little pee is coming out. Hey, I forgot mine. Yeah. <laughs> Where's mine? Hey, I'm you, sitting I there didn't get just, the memo. <laughs> I'm mortified, dude. Yeah. I'm like, oh my god, I'm gonna witness a murder yeah. tonight. I only came here so I could be cool, you know. Yeah. And I, and I'm, I'm trying to be like cool as fuck. <laughs> Sun yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm Sun Tech, you know what I mean? I'm like, oh shit. You know, I'm sitting here and this dude punks this dude so bad. He gets on his knees, get a napkin and cleans his shoe off, you know? And the guy gets up and he leaves the fucking house party. Yeah. You know, and I sat there and they just go back like it's nothing. And they're laughing about it. I'm peeing in my fucking <laughs> pants. You know what I mean? And I'm just lucky that I'm associated with those people. I didn't know how serious it was. And this is what I'm saying. Like, if you're not about that life, don't be about that life. I was on the other end of that. Oh, really? So I was uh, with my friend who was, used to be my roommate. And he was having this graduation party from, um, he graduated college, UW. And I used to live in that apartment. So I came over and he was having this party and I got plastered drunk. So I passed out. Like mm -hmm. on the floor. And I woke up because this dude fucking threw a football right at my dick. Oh, shit. Just whew, spiraled it right at my dick. And I woke up like, oh, what the fuck? Mm -hmm. And all these people were holding him back like, hey, what are you doing? Da, 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 holding mm -hmm. him back. Mm -hmm. Right. And I got up angry like, what the fuck is going on? What the fuck? Yeah. And they're holding him back constantly, right? Like, don't do it. Don't do it. He's a nice guy. Yeah. Don't, don't, no, no, no. Like, opa, don't. Like, this yeah. girl and this other guy and my friend. Like, don't. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, everyone's, like, holding him back. Um, He's a Iraqi vet. <laughs> oh, shit. He's have confirms kills. And he was starting some shit with me. He just want to fuck with me so he can fuck me up. He like PTSD. Yeah, he wanted to he wanted to rile something so he can fuck me up. Yeah. And my friend saved me by holding him back. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's fucking nuts. So yeah. he has PTSD for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And he's just trying to hurt so people. So even in those situations too, to just be like, know where the fuck you are. Yeah. <laughs> and who you're fucking with. Yeah. You, you uh, when I look back at that, I kinda wanna put that scene in a movie because I'm in my mind, like I it's so vivid to me. I can remember what I was telling myself in my head. I'm like, hey, don't let these people know you're a bitch. Don't let these people know you're a bitch. You know what I mean? And I'm trying to sit there like all cool as fuck. In my mind, I guarantee you I looked like I was hard, like kind of staring him down. I guarantee you I was crying. Like, I guarantee you there was some tears coming out of my face. Like, oh my God. You know? Because oh what, I mean, what am I supposed to, I, I, how old was I? Like 15? I'm yeah. fucking young, dude. Yeah. I don't know about this shit. 
You know what I mean? I'm like, yo, what, 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 what is this? This is crazy. You know what I mean? It was literally watching you, somebody belittle another human being like that. Because you get caught up in the, let's say, masculinity, the becoming mm -hmm. a man, the coming of age. The, the gang is what fucking is the access to that straight up if you just do what they say. You know, and I think a lot of young kids get caught up in that shit. Yeah, and they like kind of like us because we're so obedient. Yeah, yeah. They, they, they don't really care about us. They like us because we just go, we just follow whatever the fuck they say. Right. You know, and then you start to realize this is dumb. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I'm a bitch. But a lot of young Korean kids, too, think that's the that's the game. Yeah. And then they, they suck up to you, but like, yo, you don't have to impress me, dude. Like, mm -hmm. <laughs> like yeah. yeah, sometimes they think that that's the way it is now. But I mean, still it is that way in Korea, isn't it? Like, yeah, Korea, like, I mean, for sure, like, young, young, you know, and they pour drinks for them and yeah. do all this other stuff. But in turn, obviously, like, they treat them really nice or whatever. I don't care about any of that stuff. Just get It doesn't away from work me. in this society here. Yeah, they all. try to enforce okay, that stuff. So, so when I was living in K-Town, right, uh, I was hanging out, I was, I was in front of um, either Kongji, you know, or BBQ Chicken, you yeah, know, yeah, 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 yeah. like that, that, that spot. There, yeah. yeah. And then um, I'm out. I'm out in some parking lot and some Latino dude, right, comes up to me. He's got a cigarette in his lip. He's like, hey, bro, you got a light? I was like, yeah, dude. Right, this is when I smoke. So I put up my lighter and I light it for him and hold it up like this, mm -hmm. right? And he goes, hey, what the fuck, man? He took this the light out of my hand. So what, you think I'm gay or something? I light my own cigarette. And I was like, oh. In Korean culture, That's what you're supposed to do. we do that too. You know, it's yeah. a sign of respect. He's like, fuck that shit, yo. I'm not gay. <laughs> That's so fucking funny, dude. You know, yeah, it's a different. What so, you were trying yeah. to do is something really nice, and how he took it, it's like, here, just take this. Yeah, <laughs> he thought I was like, hey, like, you trying to fuck or something? Yeah. What the fuck, dude? Yeah. What yes. fuck I look like? Fool, yes. I give a fuck about this? Fucking maricon, fucking hoto ass fool. Fuck, fucking maricon, hoto ass fucking puto dude. What the fuck, man? You think I'm trying to fucking suck your dick and shit, fool? Fucking <laughs> like, man. Yeah, I'm not gonna like try it, but I terrible. It, but that's hey, this fucking out. fucking Gino's trying to touch my nagas. Yeah. Well, what the fuck, <laughs> dude? Yeah, I mean, and so you gotta learn like where you're at in the situation you're in, and dude, that being fucking such a melting pot. Just yeah. like K Town's such a weird spot. Remember that 24 hours in K Town? That place was ghetto, dude. Uh, the the uh, 24 hour fitness. Yeah, yeah. That dude. Did I, did I tell you when we lived? <laughs> I got punked off of my machine. What? So, dog. <laughs> so it, there's this late night spot i mean i don't know if i just had bad luck or i just got this face that people just want to fuck with yeah but you know I'm, I'm working out late at night and i'm on the, the the lat pull down right and when you go to a gym too there's certain people that work out late at night and they're usually not normal fucking people <laughs> you know and i'm there like at 2 a.m yeah i'm working out <laughs> and I go to the lat pull down machine. This dude yoked this fuck, wife beater, long short, fucking rag in the back of his back pocket, everything, right? And I'm sitting here, I'm, you know, I'm going through that that mental conversation of yeah. make sure you don't look like a bitch so people don't fuck with yeah. you, right? <laughs> look like you fucking like you belong here, right? Yeah. And I'm sitting here and I start doing the lat pull down, and this fucking dude, buff as shit, tatted up, wife beater, long shorts, rag in the back, comes up and he goes, Hey, you're on my fucking machine. <gasps> I look at him like I am on your machine. <laughs> I just get up. I get up and I start doing fucking. I start doing seated rows instead. I, I never. Hey, went, that's another way. Yeah. That's another way. <laughs> I never went back to that twenty-four again. That dude scared dude. the fucking shit out of me. He punked me out of my fucking doing, doing my lap pulldowns. Man, so I have a similar story. 
um, in the middle of nowhere back in Washington. You know, for whatever I could do uh, with how shitty it was out there, I, I, I lost a lot of weight and mm-hmm. I started working out. So I signed up for a gym out there. And um, yeah, I lost a ton of weight and I'm, I'm trying to make going to the gym a regular thing. And I'm trying to actually lift now so that I can burn fat while gaining muscle or whatever. And I, either it was a bench press or some, some machine, anything, but this big, like, like, Latino dude, like he's he's puffy. Mm-hmm. He's like, "Hey, uh, are, are you are you done with this machine? Can I use it?" I'm like, "Yeah, dude, sure. I'm I'm good." You know, and we move on, whatever. And um, I go back whenever an hour, however long my workout is, and I'm in. I always um go in the sauna, yeah, or and then take a shower and I get dressed. And I'm so I'm in there and getting dressed. This old eighty year old white dude. He's like, I saw you when you were working out, and that, and that brown guy, I didn't like the way he was talking to you. I'm like, what? Right? Like, yeah, he was grunting and aggressive, and he came up to you and took your. And I was like, Are you trying to defend me from some shit that I don't even think happened? <laughs> he was like, He asked nicely. Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm saying about life out there, dude. Yeah, dude. They just have this bias. Yeah. And like, for me, it was like, I, this guy was Jack Yoke. Mm-hmm. And whatever I'm doing doesn't matter with how hard he's going to push. Yeah. I'm going to walk away. <laughs> this fucking old white guy was trying to like come to my like, just let me give you a hug. Are you, are you okay? Yeah. Did everything, are you okay? Did he hurt you? Yeah. <laughs> like, he's actually pretty nice, man. Yeah, he was nice. He was like, he was like grunting at, he was, I, I saw how he grunted at you. He pulled a knife on you. I was like, no. Yeah, he not. was making shit. Up. <laughs> like, he just wanted to see you get your ass beat <laughs> yeah like i it'd be so funny too like in the gym when i'm working out like clearly i'm like fat and out of shape and i'm doing a bench you know I'm, i put like a 45 plate on and like a 25 right and somebody comes up and is like hey man you gonna use those 245 plates i'm like what do you think guy? <laughs> just take it just why, why do you ask <laughs> like, you, you try to make me feel good about myself. You know I'm not gonna use this. It's just cordial. <laughs> yeah, like I'm on hey, bench fucking 350 pounds. Get the shit away from me, dude. Yeah, like, how, how nice like... of you. Thank you. You know, <laughs> fuck. Well, guys, that wraps up this episode of the Genius Brain Podcast. Uh, you can find Ed at Ed Park VP on Instagram. Ed actually is going to start, or he has started his own uh, podcast, Bible Study at Momo. Yeah, so short podcast. You get to hear these fun little stories, and you could check it out. Bible Study at Momo's. Go ahead and give that a listen. And uh, Genius Brain is every Thursday and Sundays, and we'll see you all next time. Peace. Peace.